Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the sunny city of Angels, Los Angeles, California, hoping you are having an outstanding day. What a crazy, crazy night in the NBA. Everything changed. 12 minutes into the game. Everything you know and thought would happen this offseason changed. We'll get to that. But plus, I will tell you what, uh, what I am led to believe, and you haven't heard this anywhere else, led to believe probably took place before Kevin Durant took the floor and while he was playing up until the moment, that fateful moment where he planted, and we've by now you've probably seen the replay, Something ruptured in his calf. It looks it looks like a torn Achilles tendon. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. When it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. So here's the, here's the challenge, guys. And this is what I, I, um, I pride myself on. Every show on sports radio should be different. What we don't do here, I don't like to do, is uh, what you call survey radio, right? Which is like, all right, uh, top five most impactful injuries in a championship game or series, go. 
Brandon Cooks from the Super Bowl two years ago. Rob Gronkowski, pick an injury that he's had. Like you kind of go through it. Like Isaiah Thomas rolling his ankle. Uh, Magic Johnson pulling his hand. No, we don't do that. And once you get to 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific, you've heard a lot of the details. So l- let me give you a, a different way of looking at this. Um, most everyone is pretty sure that Kevin Durant tore his Achilles tendon, which means he'll be out for nine months and potentially for 12 months after after all rehab is done. But uh, I, the nine months is interesting, and I'll get to the obvious part of why in a second. And he was, he was out there playing last night, and he had been cleared to play. And the reports were that he was told he could suffer no more severe injury. Okay, but even that statement is loaded. So here's what I did. I have three or four friends that are surgeons. Um, one is a, a hand and wrist and hand, wrist, finger surgeon. The other three are, uh, are knee and hip surgeons. And one, in fact, is by my estimation, like, look, I don't grade these things because I've known him for my uh, uh, almost my entire three quarters to seven eighths of my life. I've known him. Um, he is a renowned surgeon. He actually did my mom's knees. So he does Achilles tendon repairs. He does ACL repairs, LCL, all that different stuff. And so instead of boring you with the, uh, the why do the Canadian fans boo? You know why? Because we don't have the market cornered on a-holes. Apparently, there's a-holes in Canada. Yeah, they sang Oh Canada, and it was beautiful, and I was like, man, getting kind of misty in here, Canada. But the idea of them cheering is, and I'll get to this later, almost a, almost a feeling of respect towards Kevin Durant, if you really want to get down to it. And yeah, look, there's DBs everywhere, not just in Newport Beach or in Manhattan Beach or in Greenwich, Connecticut, or in Miami Beach, like there's DBs up in Toronto, quite obviously as well. But you had to ask yourself, how does this happen? Right? Like the Golden State Warriors, whatever you think of teams and their desire to win, they would never want to put Kevin Durant in a situation where this could happen. Take a listen to Bob Myers after the game. I don't believe there's anybody to blame, but I understand this, this world. And um, if you have to, you can blame me. And let me tell you something about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant loves to play basketball. And the people that questioned whether he wanted to get back to this team were wrong. So my, my question it was, and this is what I asked all my doctor friends. How, how could they... How could they not have seen this? Like, how did this happen? Did it happen? I wonder, did it happen because the calf was weakened and that put extra stress in the Achilles tendon? Was the Achilles tendon already torn? A couple NFL friends I know text me like, dude, he had a partial tear and that thing just, that thing just blew. That's what happened. So my friend who does these surgeons, who, I, who is very well regarded, told me that MRIs can be difficult to interpret sometimes that he doesn't even get them. And what he relies on is the physical exam, you know, where they pull on your foot and they try and find a spot in the back of your foot to see where the pressure is and where, and what happened. And when Kevin Durant first did it, he turned around real quick looking for the guy who kicked him. And everyone who tears their Achilles said, it feels like somebody kicked them. And the remember Reggie, Reggie Miller was doing the game and he's like, man, that looked like an Achilles tendon, right? So I said, well, like, can't Achilles tear? Don't they just tear? Right? And if they don't tear, can you, do you not see them on an MRI? Said, yeah, they can cleanly tear if they were to chop, like a chop rope in half. If that happens, it's easy to see on an MRI. There's two free edges, and they're separated by fluid. He said, but that kind, that's uncommon. What happens more often is they tear so that each end kind of looks like a mop. In those situations, MRIs will show bridging tissue with no apparent gap. And sometimes there's not much bleeding, so it may look not as bad on, on, as it is on the MRI. 
It can heal in those situations, but it takes much longer than he gave it. Also, the calf muscle is not as strong. So if they knew it was torn, they'd have likely done surgery. So the idea was this. How does this happen? An underwhelming MRI and everyone's desire to please don't let it be the Achilles factor played into the diagnosis and decision to treat it like it was a strain, right? It, it becomes, um, you know, like you want to speak it into existence kind of thing. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Uh, my doctor friend said he thought this all along, pictured the poor doctor who was probably deep down new and sweating bullets since it happened. He probably said he thought it could be torn, but not certain options to explore and repair surgically or to treat it like it's strained, see if it gets better. Surgery, regardless of how badly it was torn, would require him to be out for the season. <clears throat> wishful thinking and wishful judgment. Now it's black and white. Back in nine months, teams will still line up because of his body type and because of his skill set. He actually should come back good as new in, in 15 months, even if he's playing in nine months. That's his prognosis. And it's fascinating because th there, there, is a, there are people who say, how dare the Warriors put him out there when you can put him in harm's way? And like, look, it's pretty obvious that he, by most people's estimations, professionals, he had torn it previously. He had already torn it. Right? And the question is, was how severely? And those things really, honestly, unless it's a very, very, very slight, slight strain, and a strain, by the way, is a, there's some part of it that is torn. Like, you're going to have to go in there and do surgery anyway, and once you do surgery, you're going to be out for the year. So I'm not sure they actually lied to Kevin Durant. I don't believe they did. They probably said, look, if it's torn... It's going to tear anyway, and you're going to have to have surgery anyway. And if it's not, then you're going to be fine. Regardless of which, what an incredible night. Like, O Canada was emotional. Kevin Durant was awesome. They did have complete control. Then the air was let out of the building after this weird, he goes down with an injury, and all of a sudden, the Canadian fans are like cheering that he's hurt. It was just it was an awful look. And then the game kind of lost a lot of its feeling and its juice and the Warriors somehow maintained control. And then the Raptors had the thing won and they call back-to-back -back timeouts. And then Golden State comes storming back, has the lead. There's a weird call into Marcus Cousins. And then, you know, they double-team Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry gets a shot in the corner. It gets blocked. Ricochets off the backboard. And now the Warriors are back in the series. They got a home court game. They got one more game at least at Oracle and a chance to ride on the emotion of not having Kevin Durant, and they continue to figure out how to win games on the road without Kevin Durant, and you sit there and think to yourself, Kawhi Leonard might not be all that healthy. Meanwhile, the offseason's thrown completely up into the air. You think Kevin Durant probably opts into his deal to make $31.9 million. Does he come back at the end of next season, or does he sit the entire year? Free agency changes. What an incredible thing. And all because of, I, I guess, what would be wishful thinking, right? Some sort of wishful thinking and hopeful prognosis, which may not be as deceptive and devious as many in the media believe. Look, do I think it was an F up? It feels that way, right? You sent a guy out there who thought he strained his calf. Everybody thought he tore his Achilles, and now he did tear his Achilles? But the fact is that had he previously torn his Achilles, which it looked like he had, he was going to have to have surgery anyway. This was Brian Windhorst after the game on what it means to the NBA. The NBA just changed. Next year, there's teams crawling all over themselves to get Durant. There's going to be this pecking order. There's teams making trades to clear salary cap space. The thought was he was going to be available on the market. The, in, in addition to this series, the entire NBA just changed. I mean, it, it was, I mean, like again, I don't want to be... I don't want to be a, uh, a, it's not that when the challenger exploded, it's not when Kennedy was shot. It's not when Reagan was shot. It's not when September 11th happened, but for in sports, the whole off season was going to change the NBA. The Knicks had cleared out space for the thinking they were getting Kevin Durant. And now the Nets were players and maybe, maybe 
the Clippers, probably not the Lakers, or would he stay? And now he stays. So does anybody go to the Knicks? Is Kyrie alone with the Nets? What I like it just it's crazy. And guys that had taken short-term deals in the past, do they change their mind and say, you know what? I'm going to take as many years, as much money as possible because if it can happen to Kevin Durant, if it can happen to DeMarcus Cousins, it can happen to me. But it feels like, and again, this is from a professional opinion, a wishful, hopeful diagnosis and holding your fingers. God, I just hope he keeps it together through the series. It lasts 11 minutes and 50 seconds and change. And he popped an Achilles tendon, which is still the one injury which is seemingly more debilitating than any other in sports right now. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Rosillo works for The Ringer and for ESPN. Check out his podcast, The Dual Threat and The Rosillo Show. Plus, he recorded a pod after the game last night with, with Bill Simmons. 
Okay, so um, what do you think happened between, like, was this Durant pushing to play? Was it the team pushing him too much? Like, how does it happen where a guy plays and clearly isn't, re- isn't there? A lot going on there. Uh, that was an incredible, it wasn't just a game. It was the, the, the dramatic storylines in one night, and I felt, like, drained after watching it. But if you know Bob Myers, if you know Steve Kerr, if you know the Warriors, the idea that they would force a guy to play or lie to him about the diagnosis to get him out there, then you just don't, you just don't know that team. Like, I know everybody has all their Bob Myers jokes, and I was getting texts from people that don't know him being like, man, this guy's really putting on an act. And you're like, no, this is, this is who he is. Of all the things that I'm comfortable saying, you know, knowing, not knowing people, Bob Myers is the furthest thing from a phony. So you're absolutely right, by the way, as we all try to figure out the medical stuff here. If it's a partially torn Achilles, the thing was going to go anyway, and he, he needed to get, get work on it done anyway. So, you know, I don't know if they misdiagnosed it. I don't know if they came to some agreement. But Kevin Durant's a 30-year-old man. And if he wants to come back and play, like we know most of these guys always want to do, and they feel like he's cleared enough, then what happened last night is the worst-case scenario. It's incredibly unfortunate, but I don't feel like there's this evil thing at play that everybody wants to expose. Right. Right. It's, it's a great point you make. I, I, think, I think what we think of is we think of like Bud Kilmer in a locker room, inject him in the Achilles tendon so he doesn't feel anything, or he's, you know, he's Booby Miles out there ruining his career when you know, Kevin Durant's a big boy. Huh? He wanted to play. Yeah, Booby wanted to play too. Yes. Well, but but, but, but the uh, the difference is, as you pointed out, Booby's a kid. This is a grown ass yeah. man, right? He's control of his own destiny, and you know, if he just says that he ain't right, yeah, there'll be there there, there would be some idiots that would that, that, that there might be some heat, right? But the fact is that now we know um, you, you do. If a, an athlete says he's not right, he probably isn't right. But he, I'm sure he felt better. He felt fine. Un- until he didn't. Um, it is crazy, though, right? Like the guy goes from guy goes from yearning for respect, finally gets the respect that he uh, he thought he deserved. Then he hurts himself. Reggie Reggie Miller nailed it, right? Everybody was like, "Whoa, Reg, I don't know," but he's like, and everyone on Twitter and social media watching thought he tore his Achilles tendon, and they're like, "No, no, 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 it's a calf." Comes back, turns out it is an Achilles, and we see it blown on national tv like i I know you're right there's a bunch of other stuff within the game but just that just this story the 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 mercurial storyline for kevin durant in the last two months has been nuts yeah think about the 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 evil side of it though like if somebody wants to believe this do you really think in 2019 and i know football players like football players are all over the place on social media it's like guess what you guys do get used up you do you know the non-quarterbacks None of you are as important to your team as Kevin Durant is to a basketball team because of sheer numbers and the fact that we're talking about, at worst, the second-best player in the world. Okay, But do you really think a Golden State team that desperately wants to find any way to keep him would lie to him about the diagnosis and Rich Kleiman, who's his guy, his manager, and all of this stuff, would sign off on Durant putting himself in a situation where he absolutely shouldn't be playing? I, I don't... I don't, maybe I'm naive, you know, maybe I, I just don't know that I, I wake up every day trying to figure out who's screwing everybody over. And I, I just can't fathom that this is, this is this nasty thing where Durant's going, man, they lied to me. You know, like everybody's out there doing this, not everybody, but there's a lot of people out there, a lot of former players doing this thing. Like, you know, Durant got lied to, he's exploiting. Sam Acho's out there going, you know, th- and other people, this is why you don't trust team Emmanuel, doctors. Emmanuel. You, uh, man, so, so, sorry, Emmanuel uh, uh, Acho, who's a, a football, you know, a very good you know, pro football player, played at Texas, and and he's out there. And Kendrick Perkins is like, yeah, this, they lied to you. Like, well, you don't actually know what was said to Ke- we don't. You have no idea what was said to Kevin Durant. Zero idea. So unless you know that they said, and cause even the idea that they said he couldn't hurt him, if they said he couldn't hurt himself any worse, it's possible he said, hey, it might be a partial tear. If it's partial tear, you got to have surgery anyway, dude. So just go play and see what happens because you're going to have to get cut. If it's partial tear, you're going to have to get cut in the offseason and miss a year anyway. And, you know, Bill Simmons and I were doing the pod last night, as you mentioned, so I appreciate saying that. And he was of, of the opinion, you know, how do you play him 12 of the first 14 minutes? I've seen trainers since, you know, um, you know mirror that appointment. Like, hey, if you were going to do it, this is the way to do it. Yes. Maybe those guys are all right, but I don't, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know how... Well, if you play in the first six and then the last six of the first half, the first six and then close the six, like, I don't, I don't know how the minute staggering in a different way would have prevented this from happening. No, I also it would, it think be. it's, look, 
I hate doing this as a guy that didn't play in any basketball game that anyone ever gave a bleep about, but I don't care who you are. You can be hurt, and once you get that ball in your hands, you're like, I'm going. I'm going. And imagine being as good as Durant. Like There was no version of him where he was going to say, you know what, I may just set some screens and feel out the flow of the game and not shoot. And then once he starts hitting everything, He's like, all right, now I'm going to put it on the floor. Like, you can't do that after the fact saying that he should have played the game differently because he's just, he's ne- the reason he's, he is who he is is because of the way he's wired. And most basketball players are that way. Um, I, and I, again, I know Ryan Rosillo joining me. He should download his dual thread podcast uh, or that podcast he did with Simmons uh, late last night in The Ringer. Um, so I, I do want to get to the rest of the game because there's a bunch of other interesting stuff. But in terms of Durant, He's got to. He's got to opt in, right? I mean, he can't. You know, he's not going on the market. I'm not sure about that. I really am not. I mean, the way the turnaround for this is, he's 30. Uh, he's come back from another pretty severe injury where it looked like he was going to be out for that entire year when he came back and they won the title because he at one point thought he was done for the year. It is so hard to get these free agents that you can max out a guy in a much like you can max out a healthier guy that'll. Like forget living in Durant's neighborhood. He doesn't even know the directions as far as the kind of player he is. So I would not be surprised if a Knicks team said, you can go on the floor and we'll just get you for the three after this year. Hmm. I mean, look, the, the, the surgeon, I, I, that's, I basically uh, kind of quoted verbatim what he said. He's like, look, he'll be back in nine months. Teams will still be lining up because you look at his body type, the way he plays, like – I actually, th- he actually thinks like it won't affect him like it would affect Boogie because Boogie's such a much bigger man. And though he's, yeah. and though he ha- he's an explosive guy, it's not like he's a freak guy, so he's not losing a major step. Like in in one calendar year, he should be fine. And you know, in a year and a half, you know, he when he'd be able to start what would be his second season with the team, uh, he, he should be. You know, now he'll have some. He'll have played some more, so he should be. You know, ready to go. Like almost back to where he is now. I don't know. I think it's fast. So you, you're you not sure that he stays with Golden State. I mean, I guess that's how we would know how he felt like he was treated by the Warriors. Wouldn't it? Like, if he felt like they did everything possible, why not just stay and see if you can come back and play in the playoffs next year? Um, I don't know that you really think, though, if he opts out and then leaves a free agency, that confirms that he doesn't like the way the whole injury thing was handled because most people around the league thought he already was leaving anyway. So... I don't know that you can connect the two. I can't tell you you're wrong because there's no way of really proving it, but I, I don't think I would all of a sudden say, oh, he lost. That means he's, he's out. I do right. think that you're right about it opening the door for other possibilities. Like, what if, I think something Bill and I were talking about, like, I was really smart. Like, ever since LeBron started doing these one-on-ones, everybody else just started doing it. Not everybody else, but a lot of other guys just started, yeah, I'll go year to year. Kevin was taking pay cuts and saved the Warriors tens of millions of dollars in luxury tax payments by taking pay cuts for less than he could the last two years. And it was like, oh, I'll just be one-to-one. I'll be one-to-one. Now he's had two major injuries. Like, does he really want to do an opt-in for one? What if they're willing to offer him the 50 Does that change something? Or maybe that seems insane. Uh, you know, guys like Kyrie who had two major injuries south of 30 years old, and you're going to go, well, you've got to, you've got to figure out a way to get every year you can get yourself. So, I don't know if it'll change the approach on how long he'll want to be, be able to be. I don't know if Golden State's more willing to try to do something where they feel like they're making it right with him for what he just went through and trying to come back and help them win a title. So there's, I'm open to any of these as options, but at this point, you know, it's just all talk radio stuff. It's fun. It's depressing. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Ryan Rossillo. All right, I want to get to the free agent stuff and what we think, what you think happens. You're you're as tight as anybody in the world, but I also want your take on last night's game because when he was playing, you're like, Dude, the Warriors are going to win. The-. I was sitting there going, they're going to win this series. Right? He commands so much attention it frees up the other yeah. guys, and totally. they're going to win this series, right? So then he gets hurt, and they still kind of hold on for a while, and then the Raptors take the lead late. People are being very critical of the Nick Nurse uh, back-to-back timeouts after the 12-2 run. They're, they're, they have a lead. The place is on fire. He's trying to rest Kawhi, get, get Kawhi a little bit of rest. Uh, in the moment, what did you think? I thought it was terrible. I thought it was terrible in the moment, and I think you know me well enough that a lot of the 
this guy get out coached. This guy's terrible. Like, like, I just always feel like there's so much going on with a coach, especially like in football and baseball, where you're like, you know, I don't know that we have all the information. And one days after football games, like this guy just get out coached the whole time, and you're like, what specifically happened? that told you that this guy couldn't handle the coaching decisions of the other guy. And almost everyone ever answered. And so having said all those things in the moment, that timeout was atrocious. The justification for it was as bad. Like Nick Nurse needed to lie and come up with something better than, well, we didn't want to not use them. What the hell does that mean? And if Kawhi's tired, you know this, rest in the game. Guys, Kawhi paces himself in the course of games. LeBron has been doing this now for a couple years. Find a way to run something else so you don't stop the momentum that's going on in this building. I thought it was unbelievable. It'll be one of those things. And look, no one will care if Toronto wins this thing in six or seven. It'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. You call that timeout. If Golden State were to come back from this thing, that timeout is going to go down as one of the most absurd moves by a coach who's done a really good job this year that I can remember. Yeah, I think it was a little bit, I think it was a little bit of overcoaching. You know, I, I never, and look, there are college coaches who do that. And Brad Stevens will do that now where, you know, they'll, they'll go on a run and they'll set up his defense and want to get everybody a quick, quick and, and, you know, get everybody reassigned and what they want to do. But that place was on fire and it felt like they were one state. They did feel like they were one stop away. So like, I'm with you. I generally don't want to kill somebody. Generally don't for when you call a timeout, when you don't, especially in the NBA, because you knew there's like five timeouts still coming. But in that particular case, like it slammed on the brakes of some incredible momentum. And it felt like I tweeted at the time, feels over. And then you're like, call a timeout. Like, what are you doing? So and it's it was, the Warriors, Doug. And it's the Warriors. Why allow that team to regroup mentally? That's the last thing you want to do. You want to do that against the Bucks? You want to do it against the Sixers where all this stuff is kind of new? Not the team that's trying to three-peat. So I didn't, I didn't get it. I mean, this, whole game this game has taken all of these different dramatic emotional swings and you're like hey you know what we're on fire right now Kawhi is about to clinch this thing to sit atop the throne as the best player in the world hey why don't we just reset here mentally you guys want to just do that for a second hey everyone let's just calm down reset mentally and you know crack the door back open for a team that's in golden state i i just I, I thought so I thought it was rough. I thought it was over coaching. I, I, I I've I've seen yeah. enough to just it's just too too much coaching. All right, that said, you know, look, Golden State still has the issues of spacing and scoring and and containing Kawhi. Although Kawhi is gassed because he's carrying this team. Um, we got another game in Oakland where last time they think closed up in Oakland, like this thing is over. You know, blow this thing up, blow this building up, and let's let's start anew. Well, what do you think happens now? Can I just ask about the Kawhi being gassed? How is he gassed? Like, if he's gassed, then what are we doing? They let him miss a quarter of the season. They have, at all times, four other people on the floor that can get a bucket, which is kind of the overlooked thing about the way this Toronto roster is constructed. You know, I wish I'd, I wish I'd pointed it out earlier, but when you see it and contrast it with what Golden State has to put out there, where you feel like at any time there's three guys you don't have to guard, like, why would Kawhi... I get the exertion in these games, the anxiety, the high stakes, all these different things, but... You know, for all of these rest warriors out there, how the hell is Kawhi tired if you're telling me that he's missing a quarter of the season is the reason he's playing as well? Like it yeah, it's, it, 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 it is, counter, it is it's counterintuitive. I would say this, like, I think, and this is the thing that the Warriors understood about Kevin Durant, and then I think the Rockets missed on, and frankly, I think Toronto misses on, which is, like, look, Kawhi Leonard's already hitting mid-range shots. Kawhi Leonard has a post-game. Right? He started out his life as he was a, basically a big guy, a center, up until he got really uh, his, till his sophomore year at San Diego State. He can handle the ball some, but he can really score down there. And though he's not, he's, you know, he's not LeBron as a passer, he's not as bad, and he's improved in terms of his reputation. Like Having him handle the ball every time down the court and bring it up and beat his man, like you can actually get a lot more out of him because you're going to have to double him in the post. You're going to have to pressure him and... You know, do some the same way that Golden State plays, where you play in that post, but you're not necessarily trying to score out of that post. I think that would be less exhausting. But I do think he's exerting himself, and whether or not he doesn't have the natural conditioning of other guys, um, he, he has he has shown that he he is he is getting tired. Uh, I, I again, but then, then then it all just goes back to like I'm not saying you're wrong, but right. I just I just think it's worth pointing out that. 
we have, we have a bunch of people out there that are convinced that no one should play over 2,000 minutes, that no one right. should play over 60 games. Because I guarantee you, if, if they cut it to 70 games, then three years later, somebody's going to come up with some paper from some college, some scientist is going to be like, actually, it'd be 61. Be like, hey, how, how do we do this? How about we just, we just start the playoffs and we just see what happens to make sure everybody has enough rest? I mean, they have... They Achilles, have by the way, Achilles, t- Achilles tendons are not tires. They're not tires. So we, we operate no, like they're tires. You're like, well, you know, the tread's down to, you know, a, qu- uh, you know, a quarter of an inch, and that means you got to get new tires. And we, we act like there's this minutes thing where all of a sudden you get to a certain amount of minutes, and you're like, no, that, that's not how it works with an Achilles tendon. It's just not. Um, it, it, it has to do with the size of the athlete, how the guy builds his muscle, how he grows, you know, certain guys are, and how their feet are, as m- much more than then you're right, that, that how many minutes they have. And I agree with you. Like, oh, the only reason Kawhi is healthy now is because he sat out like, actually, he's not that healthy. It doesn't have any, the, there's not necessarily a correlation there. All right, let me, let me get to this. Uh, okay, so we don't know with KD. What do we know? Like, we started off the year thinking Kyrie was staying. Now the only thing everybody seems to think they know is Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. Do we know anything else? Um. We, we, I don't think we do only hit, like, okay, what, what did we think we knew before, okay? I don't know that Durant is going to want to go to the Knicks by himself. So just because Kyrie and KD were talking to Hallway All-Star Weekend and they follow each other on Instagram, which I need a translator for Kyrie's posts, but I, you know, we just started going, okay, well, those guys are there. And that, that's fine. Like, we were also doing the real estate thing. Like, did Kawhi get a nice two-bedroom townhouse in Toronto? That's amazing must be staying and they're like no and he's like i don't even know how to use zillow so i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we did the, if we did this game like i think philly has to keep butler more than they have to keep it by Harris. they want to keep both okay but like for all this talk about the supermax works doesn't work and all the unintended consequences which there have been some maybe we just look back and say hey the supermax works but it works differently for different people russell westbrook got the extra money stayed in the town and nobody thought he was going to stay in boom done other guys have said, I don't care about the Supermax. I want to go where fit is. Okay, cool. That's good for you. If Tobias Harris is the fourth guy for the Philly, uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers after Butler, who I think kind of has that, that onion quality to him that you're going to need in the playoffs that Simmons certainly doesn't have now and Embiid has trouble kind of scoring in some of the late game situations when he gets, du- gets doubled as great as he is. Like, I think they need his toughness. So if you're Tobias Harris, does whatever version of the four year max work for you? knowing that you very well could be traded next February. Well, maybe it's worth it to you to get that extra money, or maybe you go, I don't need the extra money because I don't want to sit here and be some asset. I'd rather go somewhere else. So I think it's working differently for all these different people. So now we kick that forward to like Anthony Davis saying, I don't want $250 million next month. I'm good. I want to move on. I think writing off the Lakers is a mistake. There's a path to them getting enough assets to pull this thing off. I also think with the success of Paul George and Kawhi potentially staying, just the success the Raptors have had, that it is going to open up the market to other teams, and especially owners that go, well, why don't we just try Anthony Davis for a year? And that still includes the Boston Celtics, which surprises the hell out of me. But I think the Celtics are still going to be pretty proactive about trying to find a way to load up to get Davis, and I think they can put together the best package in comparison to all the other teams. So depending on the Davis movement, I think that's connected to some of these other things. I mean, Kyrie's gone. I think Butler has to stay. I don't know about Kawhi. I think the Durant thing changed last night, but most people had him packing his bags. But I don't know that anybody, like for all these players that worry about their brand and you know how much you know credit am I getting and all these different things, does any superstar still even coming off of that injury want to end up in New York with that roster without another number two guy? Like, why would anyone sign up for that just because of location? Yeah. I don't get that one at all. I, I don't. I don't either. Last thing. Who wins the series now? Uh, I just don't think there's any way uh, that Golden State's defense has been consistent enough. And I hate ever doubting those guys. I've, I've made a living of being right by not doubting them at any time. But I I don't even want to do this because I don't want to root against them. But I I don't. Like, Toronto knows who they're going to be every single night. And they have shown a toughness in spite of what we saw last night that is really impressive for a new unit together. Uh, Golden State has not been able to defend these guys consistently, and they just lost Maloney, too, who's their best center. So I just don't, they're running out of bodies, man, for the worst time. Yeah, I mean, it really is a mass unit. I, I, I actually, and, and, and we got to go, but I, I think the, wh- wh- those of us who will say we still think Toronto will win it, you'll say, well, you're doubting them. Like, 
Well, yeah, we're doubting because look at all the guys they don't have. Like they, We're not doubting them at full strength. We're just saying at some point they just have more healthy bodies than you do, and they're also pretty damn good, and the difference isn't that close. And when you have those that litany of injuries, yeah, we, we doubt you can complete a task because of health uh, as the major factor. That's a fair way to put it, isn't it? I know you're going to leave, but we're both being guilty of that thing when we're talking about the Twitter responses. We don't even know going to be there. Toronto is really good, but it is very hard when it is new to anoint something as great before it actually happens. And yeah, there's there's some weird challenges here for Golden State that are reality. If Durant's there, I don't think any of us think that Toronto would beat them, but they don't. And like Golden State can have issues, but Toronto still can also be really good, and that's what's happening. Ryan Rosillo, you can see his stuff, uh, re- uh, listen to his stuff. Excuse me on the Ringer. Uh, the Dual Thread Podcast, as well as one he recorded right after the game last night with Bill Simmons downloaded. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's welcome in Chris Broussard from Fox Sports 1 and The Odd Couple. Odd Couple is a great radio show that is uh, 
Uh, there's an hour in between my show and their show. Jonas Knox and uh, R.J. Bell have Straight Out of Vegas. It's an hour show. Gets your sets of lines for the night. And then Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, Odd Couple. You can listen to it on satellite radio. Listen to it on your Fox Sports Radio affiliate. You can download it as well. It's outstanding. Chris, what are you led to believe that Kevin Durant was told about his calf or Achilles before he played last night? Well, you know, we saw Rachel Nichols of ESPN report that she was talking. She walked out of the building last night with Steve Kerr and that he told her, and I have no reason to doubt her report, that Kerr kept saying the doctors told us he couldn't hurt it anymore. Like he, you know, he couldn't further damage the injury. And, you know, you hear that a lot. You can't hurt it any worse. And so if that's the case, then I have to, you know, everybody's wondering, well, where, if there's any blame, where should it go? I would have to look at their medical staff and question that diagnosis because obviously that wasn't the case. And, and Doug, I can't buy, and I know they're saying it's a totally separate injury, one was the calf, one was the it's Achilles. Not. And that, that, that may be, I don't know if that's true or not, but I know there's no way you can tell me that wasn't related to his prior injury. No, here's the well, other I, I thing about, to... here's, here's the other thing quickly about the medical situation. You know how it goes, Doug. Usually, it, before you're cleared after being out for a long time, a team will have you practice hard or whatever, and then wait to see how your recovery is the next day you you didn't he didn't get a chance to do that obviously it's the NBA finals no team is going hard but there was also really no no time given for him to recover and let's see how he you know how he responds the next day and so I, there are a lot of things pointing to the medical staff really messing this up um I talked to a, a surgeon today and he said Look, the MRIs can be inconclusive, but that a doctor probably thought mm, probably a like, you know, like he said, like, look, you, you can't really go by an MRI. You go by uh, by, you know, your, your own evaluation and then by what the guy says. And, you know, Kevin Durant said he said he felt like he got kicked. That's almost always the sign of Achilles tendon. So there's at least the chance that they said, hey, look. We think it's a strain, but it might be partially torn. If it's partially torn, you're going to have to get it fixed anyway. So you can't do it. If it's torn, it's going to pop. You can't do any more damage. You're going to have to have surgery at the end of the year to, anyway. Is that, a, is that, have you been, heard that that's a possibility at all? I have not heard that in Kevin Durant's case. I know Isaiah Thomas, the legendary Isaiah Thomas, we know he, his career was essentially ended by an Achilles injury. Um, he said the doctors didn't tell him that, that it's slightly torn and it's going to tear anyway. You know, like it's going to be full, get fully torn if you play on it. And there's, if you rest it, it's not going to heal. So, you know, he played and eventually it did tear. I, I mean, I guess it's possible. So you're, you're saying that in that case, Durant would have known he had a torn Achilles or slightly torn Achilles. Yes, and they're just letting it be put out there that it was a calf injury. I, I've, I have no idea, or at least that it's a possibility, right? That it's just very hard to determine that that's a it's a possibility. And so the only way you Achilles, know is is an Achilles injury that difficult to yes. de- detect? Well, okay, so I'll, I'll read this to you. This is this is my buddy who's a surgeon who actually fixes them, and uh, and I've I've done this earlier on air. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. He said MRIs can. Be hard to interpret sometimes. He doesn't even get them. He relies on the exam and what happened. When Durant first did it, he turned around real quick looking for the guy who kicked him. Everyone who tears their Achilles right. says it felt like they kicked him. They can be, you know, clear like chopping a rope where there's two free edges, but more commonly they tear such that each end looks like a mop. In these situations, MRIs might show bridging tissue with no apparent gap. And sometimes there'll, there'll be not much bleeding, so it may not look as bad as it is on MRI, uh, in those situations, it can take longer to heal, but the calf's not as strong. So if they, they knew it was torn, they would have done, they would have likely done surgery. He thinks it was an underwhelming MRI. Plus the, please don't let it be the Achilles factor played in the diagnosis and decision to treat it like it's a strain, 
but he's thought it all along, pictured the, the doctor just sweating bullets, hoping it, it wouldn't tear. He probably uh, said he thought it could be torn, but not certain. He had two options, explore, options explore surgery, which would be repair it. That's out for the season or treat it like it's a strain and see if it gets better. And of course, they treat it like it's a strain, cleared him to play, and end up being a tear. It sounds very probable, and it also sounds like, kind of like I was saying earlier, just more evidence of a misdiagnosis, malpractice, whatever you want to call it, on the part of the training staff. You know, and this this is why, I mean, people have compared it to the Kawhi Leonard situation I didn't see any reports, did you, that Kevin Durant got a second opinion? I think he should have gotten a second opinion. No question he should have. Now, now Bob Meyer said yesterday that there were multiple doctors and multiple MRIs, right? He said this is a collaborative decision. Right. I agree with you on a, on a second opinion. I just don't know who the, who, who the opinions were and if they, if they got a second opinion, but he did say multiple doctors. I don't know if they work together. I don't know how that, how that goes. I, I agree I with got you. The like, impression, I got the impression from his comment that they were all kind of part of the, the Warriors medical team. Now maybe I'm, I'm reading into that incorrectly, but that's kind of how I took it. Um, okay, so what does this do to Kevin Durant's future? Man, that's the million-dollar question. I know this. It's actually a couple more million than that. It's like right, right, right. 150 or so. $200 million yes. question. Uh, look, a very likely possibility is that he just opts into his contract. People forget he doesn't have to be a free agent. He's got a $31.5 million opt-in. He could do that. Probably, you know, we assume, we're all assuming it's torn. He'll be out next season. Rehab with the Warriors. Then you can decide, okay, do I want to stay here? You get to see how next season goes for the Warriors. Do they win it without you? Uh, do they struggle without you? Whatever, you know. Then you can make a decision, do I want to stay here uh, or do I want to go elsewhere as a healthy player? Or there's what about the possibility? I think there's still the possibility the Warriors could, especially if they feel, and what you, a lot of people, I've talked to a few people around the league, some people feel like Bob Myers, we all know Bob's a great guy, but that maybe some of those tears in addition to feeling for KD was, was also guilt, you know. Um, and what if the Warriors offer him the five-year, $221 million max right now? Does he take that now? What the question some have with that is he's not sure he wants to stay in Golden State for the next five years. So that would be the rationale for turning that down, but obviously he could accept that just for security, uh, even though he doesn't need the money. And then I know a team like the Knicks will still offer him the four-year $164 million, I believe it is, max, roughly $160 max. Uh, Even if he's – you know he's going to be out a year. But if you're the Knicks – look, I'm going to give you two different scenarios, Doug. Because the Clippers' dream scenario has been Kawhi and KD. If I'm the Clippers right now and I get Kawhi Leonard, I'm not going after KD. Not this no question. Year. No, no question. Right? Like the Nets, the Nets shouldn't either. Like both those teams are in win now mode, right? And you're a year away from getting KD back. That that's a two year plan. That doesn't fit. Like to me, what happened last night was. The the Warriors became a bigger possibility, and the, right. the Nets and the Clippers, and probably the Lakers. Not that the Lakers were, but the Lakers are. The, all three of them are out. Right, I think that that makes a lot of sense, and I think the Knicks. Now, I think his desire to go to the Knicks will lessen because of this, but the Knicks will still offer him the max. And like you said, they're not you know they're not in win now mode. They wait a year. And, you know, they get him next year. They'd be fine with that. And I, and I would, too, if I were running the Knicks, I would still offer Kevin Durant the, the max and be willing to wait on him. Chris Broussard from Fox Sports 1 and The Odd Couple, which is the show 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific, with Rob Parker here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, what about the Anthony Davis stuff? He wants long-term deals only thinking Knicks or Lakers, right? So yeah, now that, and, and, 
I mean, right. that, that, that changed. And then you had R.J. Barrett saying, like, I don't really want to play anywhere else. Like, you had all this other stuff. All right, here's, here's the deal with all that. Even though Anthony Davis is saying Knicks or Lakers, they're not going to fully 100% commit to anybody. Now, most the Lakers, you got LeBron there. So the likelihood of Anthony Davis re-signing there is, is virtually 100%. With the Knicks, they will be like, look, because you know how it works, Doug. The Knicks will get to talk to Anthony Davis before they would make any deal. Anthony Davis is going to be like, look, we love it here. This is definitely one of our prime destinations, but we can't 100% commit to re-signing here. And if he goes there by himself, if he gets traded there this year by himself, they're not going to have a, a – they're not going to be a contender in the East. You know, they might not even make the playoffs depending on what else they added around it, which wouldn't be another – likely another superstar. So the, like, the Knicks would be giving up, you know, the number three pick and whatever other young assets and players they have for a guy that might not stay when you go 37 and, you know, 50 or 40, 42 or whatever it would be. You know, when you win 37 games next year. So that's an element. Um, and I, if they're not getting KD or Kyrie Irving, I, if I were the Knicks, I would not go all in to get Anthony Davis on what could even be a one-year rental. So I, would, uh, I think the Lakers' chances of getting him have improved. I think they were good anyway. David Griffin is not opposed to dealing with the Lakers, I'm told. It's not a situation of, I, uh, out of spite, I'm not trading him there. Uh, they like Lonzo Ball. They like Brandon Ingram best, Lonzo Ball second, and Kyle Kuzma third among the Lakers players. Uh, the old, they do have questions about Brandon Ingram and his health with the blood clot. And, you know, if that doesn't get cleared up, then that's a problem. Uh, but Griffin, you know, is hoping to get a third team involved with a trade so he can get a get an All Star in his package as well. So uh, that's kind. Of, I think the Lakers are the front runners for Anthony Davis. Uh, okay, what about the series? What about what about the series? Well, look, I think you have to give Toronto the edge. Obviously, they're up three two. Obviously, they've got Game Seven at home if they, if it goes that far and. If you look at the situation, I mean, the Warriors made 23-pointers, second most in finals history. The Raptors made eight. The Raptors missed, you know, six of 27 free throws, 78%. They had shot 90% from the line in the first four games. As you know, a lot of those shots yesterday were wide open that they just missed. So, and they they got nothing really from Kawhi Leonard except for that two-point burst, which was tremendous, you know, near the end of the game. Siakam didn't play well. And so they've got to be feeling like, look, if we just play a, a solid game, we're going to beat this team. And so I think the advantage goes to Toronto. I picked the Warriors in six. Obviously, that's not happening. But as a guy that picked the Warriors, and you know how it is, we want our picks to be right. I do feel like they have a pretty good chance of winning this series. But I think the edge clearly has to be with the Raptors. Yeah, I, I think it does too. Uh, but you know, something about this team and finding a way. I, I just think they're just out of out of bodies, right? Just you know, right? Because Kevon Looney, I mean, they, the reports are that he thinks he's going to play. He feels like he's going to play, but that's another. And and can you count on Boogie if Looney doesn't play? Can you count on Boogie to give you another pretty good performance like he did last night? Yeah, I, I I'm not I, sure. I'm not sure either, but. We wait and we'll see. Right. And it's been a, uh, it's been a, it's been a, uh, it's been a crazy series. And now all of a sudden, it, it, we get ready for a crazy postseason. I mean, crazy um, uh, off season as well. Yeah, well, I mean, here's like, another look. thing, Doug. Here's another yeah. thing. If I'm Kyrie Irving and I go to, and I'm, in, I want to go to Brooklyn, but I'm not getting Anthony Davis. Who you know they're not going to have a lot of assets to trade for him now that they made that move you know, last week, uh, and I'm not getting Kevin Durant, I'm not going to Brooklyn. I would stay in Boston if I were Kyrie. 
And, you know, if they got issues with some of the younger players who want to be stars, I mean, you those know, guys might be, those guys might be traded. Those guys right, might be traded for be Anthony Davis. For Anthony Davis, right. Yeah. So, hey, look, personal decisions are up to the player if you want to live near home, whatever. But basketball-wise, to me, it makes no sense to go to Brooklyn, leave Boston for Brooklyn if you're not getting KD or AD. Has there ever been a 180 on our judgment of fans than what happened last night in Toronto? Because at the start of the game, it was, look at these fans. They've been out in the rain all day. Right. And then they're all singing Oh Canada, right? The guy who's supposed to sing, he just he turned it into like open mic night and is holding out <laughs> and the whole place. And you're like, what an unbelievable atmosphere. And then there's some of them are cheering when KD goes down. Now, look, I would say that's the ultimate respect, right? When, when they think the second you get hurt that there is no chance that you can win, that's the ultimate respect. On the other hand, you don't do that. Everybody knows you don't do that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, can't think it, of a, more, a bigger 180 than that. No, it was a bad look. I mean, like you said, fans, some fa- fans do what fans do. And we've seen, you know, some bad behavior from fans before, not just in Toronto. Uh, and then, fortunately, it, it doesn't make up for it all the way. But obviously, they cheered him when he was walking out. And they, they began chanting KD, right? So did they, you know, not grasp? the seriousness of it initially, you know, when he goes down, you're thinking, okay, he just fell, you know, we got the basket. Or did they really think, okay, KD got injured again and this time it's serious. I, I, think, I think they probably just had an initial reaction that, you know, on second thought, oh, wow, this is serious, and especially with the players helping them understand that. And I think that that – so I'm not going to kill him for it, but uh, – Right, it wasn't, like, wasn't like he fell down in a heap and was yelling and screaming and crying. Like right. One of the things that was interesting about it is KD just kind of sat down and he was like he, – he knew he was done. I'm sure he felt it pop. He right? didn't look like he was in a ton of pain. I'm no, not and it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't even like know? Kobe where he couldn't lift up his foot. Like he right. did put some pressure on him. So you, you, you probably thought like, all right, he just restrained his, his calf and that's going to be it. So, I mean, I, and I, I, I hate to give a, a – I'm not giving a complete pass, but I do understand. And, like, we're all watching on TV, right? We all saw that replay. You're in the arena. You don't see or hear anything. You don't, right. except for Kevin Durant's you laying down, you sit, sitting down on the right. court. And you got a dunk. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, look, it's, it was wrong. It was unfortunate. But I'm not going to fully kill them, you know, like they were just – you know, totally consciously booing a guy that's got a serious injury. Yeah, it wasn't like it was the Roman Coliseum and they were, you know, right, putting their right. thumbs down so that he had to he had to die. He had to go. Uh, right. That's actually how the loser of your arguments on the odd couple, that's actually what happens if you the wolves <laughs> for about thirty seconds or so. Chris Broussard, check him out with Rob Parker, four o'clock Pacific Coast time. Four o'clock Pacific Coast time, seven o'clock Eastern time, or next Thursday. Chris is going to host the first round of the NBA draft pick by pick analysis by Chris Broussard, Rick Buecher and Jason McIntyre. The action starts at seven o'clock Eastern time next Thursday, right here on Fox sports radio. Chris, keep up the great work. Look forward to hearing you in about an hour and a half. All right, Doug. Thanks, man. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month. No matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime, catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on a and E crime central crave adventure. Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 